Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a surprise edition of Bricktown Breakdown. I'm here with Hunter. Hunter, uh, the reason we're having this pause is because, you know, a lot of minor stuff broke today. You know, the Thunder released Justin Jackson. Then they signed uh, Justin Robinson to a 10-day deal. And then they signed Jalen Horror to the second two-way spot. Uh, the, the second two-way spot was originally uh, Moses Brown's spot. But since, you know, Austin Rivers was released, uh, the funder used that open Ross spot to give Moses Brown his full NBA contract. And now Jalen Hoard is taking the other spot. But um, what are your thoughts on today's moves? Did anything surprise you? What are your thoughts on Justin Jackson being released? Okay, so first off, I'd like to say we did a pod not even two days ago. And already one of my first predictions was dead wrong. So <laughs> I'm just going to start off with that. But, uh, yeah, Justin Jackson's release, I think we all kind of saw it coming. I mean – I mean, I guess you could say towards the trade deadline, we expected a lot of players to get waived if they wanted to go to contenders. And I think someone said something about Justin Jackson getting offers from other teams. But, uh, I mean, I think the Thunder did uh, what was best for Justin in this instance and waived him so that he can go to any team he wants to and potentially contend if he gets picked up by someone. That's a contender. But, uh, I mean, Justin Jackson's basically just like he was not going to be in the long-term plans of the Thunder. We all knew that. So, obviously, he's just, you know, wave him, let him go somewhere where he wants to go, and then we free that spot up for a young guy to sign, and that's what we did eventually when we talk about uh, Jalen, not Jalen Horde, uh, Justin Robinson. I'm still trying to get used to these guys' names, you can tell. (laughs) But, yeah, you know, uh, Justin, he did okay here. Uh, Nothing spectacular. I mean, he had, like, a few games where he went nuclear for some reason, but other than that, I mean, just what you saw back in Sacramento, I mean, or back in Dallas with dashes of Sacramento in there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing surprising. We all saw it coming. Yeah, I think I remember during the trade deadline week, I think Woj reported that there are teams, playoff teams interested in Justin Jackson, and nothing ever materialized off of that. So now I guess we'll just see how much of that was true and how much of it was just, you know, under PR <laughs> trying to uh, <laughs> get a market. Like, hey, we us. know you want this guy. We, you want this guy really bad, don't you? So don't worry, kid. We're helping you out. <laughs> yeah, I think the I think the deadline to sign with a playoff team and play for, in the playoffs is April 9th. So it's like around three, four days to uh, sign a deal and to become player eligible uh, if you decide to sign with a team that could potentially well, play in the playoffs. You know, we all wish the best for our guys, and I really do hope Justin gets like, uh, his fair share on whatever team. I really do hope he gets signed somewhere. I mean, he was a great guy when he was here. He liked one of my tweets, so I'm indebted <laughs> to him. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I mean, he's a really great guy, though. He's been – he's a really stand-up guy. You see it on uh, social media. So, I really we all hope the best for him. So, uh, he was a great guy here. But, you know, I mean, we all knew he probably wasn't going to be here for the long term. So, I mean, we all hope the best. Yeah, and plus, like you said, he's he's already 26 years old. He was going to be a restricted free agent this summer, and I seriously doubt OKC was going to offer him a qualifying offer. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> his, his days were his number he'd already. But uh, what do you think of the two guys they signed today, Justin Robinson and uh, Jalen Horner? What do you think of them, Hunter? You know, uh, when we first – I think Justin Robinson was the first person to get announced. And when I saw that, I was like, who? Because uh, I really had no idea who he was, to be honest. But uh, – I mean, I found out he's from Virginia Tech, and I, I knew, I mean, from what I've heard on online before the game is that he's a pretty decent shooter, and he can pass the ball decently. I'm like, okay, that, that's not that's not too bad, but, you know, we already, ha- our guard lineup is really, are just really, you know, jam-packed right now. We've got Teo, Ty, SGA, but he's out, you know. 
I mean, I don't think he's going to stay around long at all. Uh, just, you know, it's a 10-day contract, so we're probably just going to write out those 10 days. He'll probably be on his way. But what we, what we saw from the game today, he has a pretty nice shot to him. He's a left-handed, uh, left-handed shooter. And uh, it looked really nice uh, whenever he shot the ball today. And, and you know, there was some cross-court. There was just one pass, actually. Uh, it was Justin Robinson going down towards the rack. And Tony Bradley was trailing behind him. I think this was Justin Robinson. It was either Justin Robinson or Ty Jerome. But uh, it was like a behind-the-back pass to, Tony Brad- to a trailing Tony Bradley, and he dunked it. And I thought that was a r- really nice pass for, I think, uh, Justin Robinson's in his second year in the NBA. But, yeah, I mean, he is a decent shooter and a decent passer, so I think he could be a perfect complement piece to another team. I feel like this could be just a tryout for other teams to see what he's made of because I really don't think he's in the future plans for Oklahoma City, just trying to trying him out and see if they found something in him. Yeah, I mean, this is what you want the funders to do, especially since they're rebuilding now. It's just, you know, give guys 10-day deals, sign guys to two-way deals, you know, test, test them out, see if they can stick, and if not, just, like, go for the next guy. And exactly. You're just playing the numbers at that point. Eventually, some guys will stick. And that's what the process 76ers did as well. I mean, their teams were historically bad, but, like, they had some pretty good role players on those teams, like Robert Covington, uh, T.J. Collin. Yeah. There's Noel. So they've had a couple of NBA players. Uh, they've discovered a couple of NBA players doing that sort of thing where, you know, they just give guys uh, who usually don't get a chance to play a chance to play and see which ones, you know, can play in the NBA. I think Robert Covington is probably the best example of that, like I said, because I think he was an, an undrafted free yeah, agent was. out of Tennessee State. So, like, if it wasn't for the 76ers basically tanking, he probably – there's, there's a good possibility that it's not even in the, in, in the NBA right now. And it, it also gives, like, you know, once we get closer to NBA, uh, the NBA draft, afterward there's going to be a huge undrafted free agent market. And Oklahoma City already showed with Lou Dort and Moses Brown that uh, Thunder is the land of opportunity, basically, in the NBA. And you're going to be seeing that Justin Jackson spot, like you said, it's going to be interchangeable throughout the rest of the, like, 22 games I think we have left. So we're going to be seeing different people coming in and out. We'll have a lot of former Thunder legends come in and out. Uh, no, just kidding. But, you know, like I said, like people are going to be like, you know, uh, players are going to be like, if I want to go make my – if I really don't have a big name, I really want to build up my name and show other teams what I got, I can go to the Thunder and see what I can do. I can either stick there if I'm really good or I can just show the teams what I'm made of. What do you think of uh, Hassan White? I mean, Jalen Horde, Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you know, you know. But, uh, you know, I, watching the Blues this year, I was really happy to see Jalen Horde get a contract, with, a two-way contract with the Thunder. Because about quarter of the way through the Blues season, uh, the Blue were on were clicking on all cylinders. If they all stick together throughout that entire season, I really do think they win the G League championship. But uh, we saw Ch- Chase and Randall get a two-way contract to the Magic in the first quarter of the Blue season. And, uh, you know, eventually we get call-ups for Ty Jerome, Poku, and Moses Brown. And the uh, season kind of fell through. But we had a lot of really solid players on there that I thought deserved shots, like Antonius Cleveland. Or um, even Melvin Frazier Jr. did really well. Oh, Mary Yurtseven was astounding as a second big man to uh, Moses Brown. I'm surprised he hasn't got a contract yet. I really don't think the Thunder would pick him up because we already have jam-packed uh, big men locker room right now as it is. But uh, Jalen Horde is really intriguing because – you know, I, we've, I've been talking about how the guard rotation's a bit uh, jumbled up right now, and so is the big man uh, locker room. But we don't really have as much wings as we have in, like, the guard rotations or the, uh, the post. So I think Jalen Horde gets a really decent opportunity here. I'm playing alongside, like, 
Kenrich, even though Kenrich is interchangeable between point guards sometimes, and Svi Mihailuk. So I think Jalen Horde really gets a chance to show off the skills he has because when he played with the Blue, I thought he was pretty fantastic. Uh, he's not really much of a shooter, but he's more of that old-school, presty, uh, uh, athletic archetype that we used to see. So I'm really excited to see him be uh, – he's a really good defender too, really decent defender. And he saw some of that tonight uh, when we were watching because he really was poking the ball away and getting his hands involved in the passing lanes. And, uh, yeah, Jalen Horde's just that uh, defending bit, uh, wing that can – slash really well to the rack as well so he potentially could feed off of like ty and teo and kenrich too whenever he has the whenever he's the primary ball handler so i think he could really thrive in uh with the thunder uh while he's with the two-way contract he'll be playing a lot of minutes because we already know uh i mean even kenrich he sprained his uh, ankle today so i mean there's gonna be minutes for everybody because the thunder are you know like i said land of opportunity basically because you're gonna get playing time no matter what i, I could probably suit up i'll get playing time for the Thunder. <laughs> there's so many so many open spots recently but yeah, Jalen Horde, I thought he really deserved it. He played really well for the G League. I think he was uh ah, I can't remember what his averages were. He was averaging oh okay, nine point seven points per game, four point nine rebounds, two assists, shooting forty nine percent from the field. Really decent mid range shooter. He's like a really he's a guy you would see in like the nineties basically. So, you know what? Bring him on. I'm assuming what he's made of. He's a really energetic player, he's really gritty, scrappy, uh, defends really well. So I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, moving on, I mean, speaking of Robinson and Horde, they both ended up playing today despite being with the team for like less than 12 hours. So, <laughs> <laughs> the OKC lost to the Pistons pretty badly. Hunter, uh, how much does this help the tank? Oh, it helps the tank tremendously. This is our third straight blowout game, everybody. Uh, not, you know. Get used to it. <laughs> I mean, like I said, we got 20-something games left. So, I mean, the streak's going to continue is all I can say. But uh, did you have any thoughts from this game besides, you know, OKC is – I mean, it's we're at the point of the season where it's pretty hard to, like, recognize who's playing when <laughs> during <True>. which games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, just – like, you know, we've been saying all year round, basically, there's no set rotation. And this is – this little stretch here is a prime example because we've got players coming in and out. we got people playing different positions everywhere. Uh, I mean – yeah, all you can expect is chaos. Basically, you can expect uh, some random to have like a really good game, and uh, someone that's really established within the lineup having a poor game. Sometimes, uh, we saw that a lot with like we saw that with Kenrich today. He shot two for ten. He didn't play astounding, but he also was out with injury. But Poku, he played really well today. I thought he was the best player on the floor for the Thunder. Eight for nineteen and two for six. He just looks so much more comfortable out there. He has much more better ball control. He, this game is slowed down for him, so he's getting more used to it, and his shot is looking a lot more steadier. And yeah, what do you what do you think of uh, all the former Thunder players on the Pistons? <laughs> what do you think of like Grant, Hami, and Frank Jackson from their game today? It's a homecoming, Clemente. It is <laughs> a homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> like even Troy Weaver was uh, at the game. Yeah, he was sitting at the yeah the uh, court side. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Sam, I'm surprised you weren't sitting next to him. No, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tampa, yeah. man. Don't want to get fined. <laughs> But, yeah, Jeremy Grant, he, I think he was the best player for the Pistons today. He was playing really well. Uh, you know, that also brings me to Moses Brown. He wasn't – this is probably one of his worst games as a Thunder player, to be honest with you. Uh, he was dropping too low, and the big men were just feeding all night. We saw that with Stewart and Grant, especially 7 for 15, 2 for 4 from 30, 21 altogether. Uh, it was just – it was a horrible game all around for the Thunder. And Jeremy Grant, Frank Jackson – and Hami especially as well, they just they made best of it. I'm 
surprised you didn't bring up a tail skip pass to a Jerome, man. It, it gave me flashbacks to uh, 2017 Russell Westbrook to Victor Oladipo in Toronto. I wasn't going to steal your thunder, Clemente, because you tweeted it first. <laughs> I was thinking it, but you tweeted it first. Yeah. You read my mind, man. Oh, my God. That was beautiful. As soon as that happened, I was like, oh, my gosh. Did Teo just thread the needle? I was like, no way. And, you know, that, that made my heart happy because, you know, my all-time favorite player, I mean, I'm sure yours is too, is Russell Westbrook. <laughs> His MVP season was legendary. And with, we talked about that thread the needle pass to Victor Aldipo for, I mean, till to this day, basically. We're still yeah. talking about it right now. And, and uh, that Teo pass was about as close as you possibly can get. And I thought that was really nice to see. I mean, that just shows you how uh, mature he is as a point guard, how um, accustomed he is to the NBA game and the pace of it. It's just really nice. He was like, it's just like uh, Baker Mayfield, like I say. It's just in those tight windows, really accurate, right to the man, and scores, man. I mean, it was like Baker Mayfield or Rashad Higgins, I guess you could say. Cleveland Browns fans. <laughs> yeah, and so he had a pretty good game as well against his former team, 17 points, uh, 5 of 10 shooting. I don't know if, if looking back at it, like two weeks in, it feels like it's probably a win-win for both sides. Hundred percent. You saw Hami was thriving. I think this is the kind of team, like the team that Hami needed, because on the bench for Detroit, you really don't have that ball dominant guy that can, like, you know, take over when they need to. And that's what you get with Hami. When Thunder, in an instance, they really didn't need that because back when Hami was playing, we had SGA starting and we had backup minutes for Teo and Ty. I mean, well, Teo was starting, but you know, Ty is a guy who can take over and be like the floor general. When and Hami in this instance, he could be the floor general for Detroit. He sort of sets the uh, standard for their bench, so really gives them life. I think he was a, a plus 15 today for uh, Detroit, so it's just, like you said, a win-win situation. I think both guys are going to get extended by their teams. And it's, it's Yeah, like you said, a really rare win-win situation here. Yeah, well, that's about that, that about does it. Uh, thanks for listening to our quickie, our quick pod. Whoa, uh, Clemente. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, next next time we'll talk, we'll, we'll uh, do the much anticipated Hunter Pod. <laughs> the Hunter Pod, yeah, <laughs> that's what we're uh, calling as it. dubbed by Tony. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, we'll discuss uh, all the NCAA uh, tournament players that stood out, and yeah, I think Baylor Baylor just won it too as we're recording this. Yeah, so. as as just you know, as soon as the championship game was over, even though the championship game was over at halftime, basically. Uh, the Baylor Bears won their first ever championship game. Uh, you got to love it. I mean, this is their first time appearing since 48. And, uh, I mean, we'll talk more about it later, though, in the pod. But, you know, just really happy to see that. They were happy to see them all win. Yep. All right. Well, uh, thanks. thank you guys for uh, listening, and uh, we'll talk again soon.